It's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathered around the tree with loved ones, roasting marshmallows by the fire, or just looking for a cozy way to stay warm on a chilly night, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Christmas festivities. With a wide range of festive designs and colors, you can find the perfect blanket to match your holiday decor or gift to your loved ones. So this Christmas, make your holiday even cozier with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket, just in time for the holiday. Happy holidays from Minky Couture. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Your ears do not deceive you. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Your ears do not deceive you. <laughs> You're so dramatic. <laughs> well, it's a new year. I thought I'd try something else. Okay. Well, he's absolutely right. Your ears may not deceive you. Your eyes are not telling you lies. And your knees are pleased. We're back for a new year. It's 2013. It's the first... But my ankles are a scumbag. <laughs> You need to see a doctor. Um, <laughs> um, it's 2013 and we're back with the Custard TV Live, joined as ever by the 2013 version of Gary. Good evening. And the 2013 version of Matt. Hello, how are we? I've got a, actually an interesting New Year's resolution, Matt, this year. Have you? At no point during the Custard TV Live, this very podcast... Well, I refer to you as Matthew Donnelly. Oh, well, you've spoiled it now. Except for just then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, apart from that moment just there when you but did. That, that is the only moment that I Maybe we should you... give Matt, like, a cool nickname, like Surge or... Scumbag. Scumbag. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so... We'll try yeah. you out throughout the show. If you only heard this show last year, it's so last year, uh, then you're... you're perhaps have forgotten that what we do is we talk about the best and the worst on the box. We get you involved with your uh, with our Twitter question and just general social media question and we hope that in 45 minutes we'll have a giggle. Um, which uh-huh. is never guaranteed, but always <laughs> always... I haven't, my... I haven't written any giggle material this year I'm afraid. No. Well, that's Sorry. probably more likely that we'll have a giggle then, I'd imagine. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay, so first of all, how much TV do you think you watched over Christmas, Gary? Well, I was working a lot, so actually not as much as previous years. What about uh, MD? Sorry? What about uh, Scumbag? How much did he watch? <laughs> no, Surge. We're going to go with Surge, Surge for the first time. Go with Surge! <laughs> oh, Surge. Uh, yeah, predictably, I watched quite a lot. As you know, I'm paying to write about TV, so yeah, I watched a lot. They, oh, there's funding to do this? What? Hmm? There's funding to write about television, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I get a little oh, bit. <laughs> the thing is, every year people say Christmas telly is terrible. And every year I come on and I wear my Christmas telly badge uh, and I say, no, you know what, it's it's nice. We are, it's nice to have a bit of a change. Do you know, I noticed something very different. This is probably the first year I've noticed it, although I'm sure it's not the first year it's happened, is 
the absence of the big Christmas movie has meant that the BBC and the ITV tried a lot harder to put new programmes on over Christmas, things that you'd never seen before. Mm. Christmas used to be about movies, but actually it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, like like wrestlers, do you mean, and things like that, and yeah, and Ripper Street starting on the yeah. du- in, in between Christmas and New Year, and things like that. You know, but, New Call the Midwife, New Downton Abbey. Just saying about wearing my Christmas badge, I usually defend Christmas telly as much as I defend the turkey and the roast bud. But this year's Christmas telly, for me at least, I'm just speaking for me uh, because that's the only person I talk to on a regular basis. And apart from I, a psychiatrist, I was. <laughs> Really, genuinely upset and disappointed. Really? By on offer. And you know, of course, it wasn't a huge disappointment because we knew what was going to be on because we had the Custard TV website to tell us and the Radio Times for those who still like to thumb through physical magazines. But, but I was really disappointed. There was, there was nothing that stood out for me apart from a few things that surprised me. But on the whole, the major things like the Royal Family, Downton Abbey, and all those things that they'd planned for Christmas, major disappointments for me. I, I think there was a lack of pizzazz on Christmas Day, and I think that's what tends to make it. We've now got quite a settled uh, schedule on Christmas Day. You know, Doctor Who, you know, you know, from, on BBC One, you know, Top of the Pops, The Queen, a film, a kid's film, Doctor Who, EastEnders Part One, Call the Midwife or something. EastEnders Part 2, then it was Royal Family. So it was kind of settled and set quite early. Strictly as well, you missed that. Yeah, sorry, Strictly I've missed out as well. So it was, and there was nothing really, show, I mean, there was certainly nothing, nothing out Don't of the order. the Queen hasn't been the same since Freddie Mercury died. But right. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just something She about... was in 3D this year, did you know that? I did, but I haven't got a 3D telly, so I just oh, watched well. regular 2012 2D. And moved your face closer every time she moved nearer, yeah? Yeah, I just, I just, I licked her like she was a virtual stamp. That's what I did. <laughs> she locked up. Um, and, um, and ITV didn't really seem to, I don't think I watched much of ITV on Christmas Day. My mum watched honest, For the Love of Dogs, so that was, I think she likes looking at dogs. Right, yeah. just pictures Does of dogs. Does she watch that regardless of whether it was on Christmas or not? Really? Yeah, when probably. I, I watched the last episode of The Killing on Christmas Day. Killing Three. There's nothing more festive than Very a good no, I know. But, but, and then I, and then for New Year I watched the last episode of Homeland series two. So I mean, I just kind of caught up on things that I hadn't caught up on. I didn't really, yeah. as you say, there wasn't really anything that grabbed me. Well, let's just go through. I had a couple of um, suggestions because we set out this social media question of what was your biggest Christmas disappointment. Guess yep. who got in touch? Can anybody guess? Um, the Queen. No, she's busy oh. going on 3D. She doesn't do podcasts. I tell, you, I tell you, if it wasn't Lauren Jones, I'm off now. It was Lauren Jones. Yeah, fans of the show. Lauren I'm Jones, I'll have you know. Uh, she got in touch to say EastEnders for her was a major disappointment. We don't tend to talk soap so much on the podcast, but I am an EastEnders viewer, and I know exactly what she means. It was completely daft, and uh, yes, you're absolutely right, as always. Lauren of Jones. Uh, I, was, you... I was forced at gunpoint to watch an episode of EastEnders. I think, it was, I think it was a couple of days prior to Christmas when Kat and Alfie split up and Derek Branning, is that right? He's yeah. pretending he, he... he doesn't know. He's a massive fan. But he he uh, he he hadn't died yet, but it was obvious he was gonna die, um, and it was just the same old EastEnders, you know, depressing, turgid, and 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 a bit a bit too real life for my liking. So yeah, I mean, which is why I don't watch it. I watched EastEnders as well on Christmas Day. It's sort of a tradition, but for you know all the Christmas 
specials I've seen, it was probably the worst, I think, anyway. I don't know, Luke, I know you're a fan. I'm not a fan of EastEnders. You sort of what is like, like being a fan Experience, of putting the rubbish yeah. out. You have to do it. <laughs> do, you, do you think the thing is now in this kind of internet, you know, spoilerish age, there's just no surprises in EastEnders that you can do, particularly Christmas, because of course the newspapers go mad over it. Well, again, I don't think... want to talk about soaps too much, but they uh, particularly this was a big surprise, hadn't they? they Big to... as a surprise. The thing is with these standards is they seem to be going around in a massive circle now. Very soon, Arthur will will steal from the Christmas Club again, yeah. Yeah, and Wellard's coming back soon. Brilliant. Well, what about Doctor Clegg? Now that he's being the uh, once he's finished being the uh, Deputy Prime Minister. Doctor Clegg. Clegg. Oh, Leg. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've got some more suggestions for the social media question as well. Um, yep. Helen going along with the EastEnders saying she wasn't happy that Derek didn't get murdered. Because it's the norm for EastEnders. Nobody dies of natural causes on Christmas Day. Yeah, let's have yeah. some death. Yeah. Um, let's rub someone over the car. suggested the Royal Family Christmas special. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't watch it, but I'm guessing, Luke, that'll be in your top three disappointing no, things over Christmas. No, it was the worst piece of Christmas telly I think I've seen for a long time. Um, there you go. And as Cecilia suggested Dragon's Den, surprisingly. She said it's not the best she's ever seen. Do and... you know what? The last series was pretty poor. I think it's just I, the Christmas special she's referencing. There was well, I, I, I think that I think that whole I think Dragon's Den is due for a, a due for a refit, or it's going to just drift. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Hull got in touch to say Dan Stevens leaving Downton Abbey. Very disappointed that he wasn't staying loyal to the show that made him. Thanks, Jenna. But then, I... but then he's been killed off, which is what you wanted, you know. In your, mm. you know, those East those End. complaining about East Enders, you know, he got killed in a dramatic. I mean, my I spoke to my mum and she, I said, "What was your biggest thing over Christmas?" She said, "All down." What well, you do? Speaking like to relatives at Christmas, you well, no, no, but um, she said Downton apart from the last two minutes. Was great. And a I've lot got... of people complained that Downton wasn't Christmassy this Christmas because it wasn't set around Christmas. No, but like Call the Midwife, which I did watch, and that was all set around like teenage mothers and destitute yeah. old women, and it's just but... like Happy Christmas. But... Yeah. But then you've Happy got Mar- Christmas. Miranda organising a nativity play in the middle of it to cheer everyone oh. up. Well, in um, Call the Midwife, Matt knows. Oh, Matt knows this, but there was there was one surprise for me this Christmas, and we will move on. It is 2013. We're not going to talk about Christmas for uh-huh. half an hour. But Mr. Stink, with Hugh, Hugh Bonneville, written by David Williams, adapted from his book. Not for my age demographic. Not something I'd have thought my family would be uh, getting to, to like over Christmas with the Ferrero Rochers. We, I think partly we enjoyed it because we were so full from Christmas Day, we were unable to uh, even change the channel because the movement would have been too much for us. So, Mr. Stink was really good. I have to say, not much praise for the snowman and the snow dog, which I sort of liked for nostalgia reasons. But, but, yeah. but again, you see, I think I think there's just a bit of an overload there. I think, you know, there was just so, there's so many channels, so many choices, it's hard to pin down mm. something like that. Although it did get, like, 6.3 million viewers, so... Yeah. Uh... I, just, I, I found the idea of a snow dog difficult to believe. Mm. We just um, know snowmen, but I just don't think if you had yeah. snow... A sequel too far. So, yeah. so Luke, your, your kind of surprise hit was Mr. Stink. Matt, what was yours? What did you like over Christmas that you didn't think you were going to like um, or that surprised you? It wasn't much. I mean, Restless, I really enjoyed the first episode of, but I thought it fell down in the second episode. 
The actress of that really irritated me. That's mm. why I did, yeah. Something that actually surprised me, maybe just because it was on over Christmas and maybe because I wasn't in the mood for something sort of very serious, was Panto on ITV. I don't know if either of you caught yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I, watched the first, I watched the first half an hour and then got distracted, oh. but I did like where it was going. Did it you... was a John Bishop thing. Yeah, it? and I mean, I had a good supporting cast, Mark Benton and yeah. Samantha Spyro were in it, and, and Chesney Hall. Sheridan Smith, who has to everything. It either and, has to be Sheridan I quite Smith enjoy, or, I mean, it's yeah. just sort of very festive and just... It's just of the period, and you don't want something awfully taxing, do you? Or, or like very depressing. See, I just thought the, the, it the was thing enjoyable. That I liked the thing that I liked was the return of superstars. I said it on the preview that we did last the end of last year. Okay, oh, you it, meant the Dawn French Andrew Lloyd Webber thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that was uh, that was superstar, wasn't it? Yes, I don't know. Yeah. superstars. You could indeed, yes. Um, just because it was different and it was a childhood memory, you know, that, that used to be on. And I believe that, you know, it did quite well. And there's even some talk of them making a few more episodes. You know, yeah. and th th this to me is the BBC looking to build on that Olympic legacy. You know, we talked about it is don't just put them all on reality shows. Put them on shows that shows their athletic ability. Mm. Well, That's how you let don't put to... them dancing, skating or, you know, touching a van or something, you know, put them on a reality show, put them on a show that shows them as athletes. <laughs> well, you know, what was it? Touch the truck or something, you know. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done a celebrity version of that. Okay, so we'll go back. You raised a very interesting and worthy point about uh, the Olympic legacy, which will feature heavily in a conversation very shortly, but okay. I have to say, and I've not, I've not really keeping this information hidden, but I haven't shouted about it. Up until November of this year, I lived in the States. I know, get over it, I'm what? here now in the UK. What? What? I, Matt, did you oh, know about that? No, I no. thought he was in Australia. Oh, I thought he was in France. <laughs> Up until November of this year, I lived in the States. And uh, I always liked, because I watched the I'm UK over here it. now looking for you. I always liked... <laughs> Bless you. I always, <laughs> I always I liked... Tour. Um, the beginning of a new year, because it always signified the start of all the new series, the new schedules were out, and I have to be honest, 2013, technically we're in week two of the way the television yeah. mm. uh, schedule is, is structured, and I've said it before on Twitter, I'm going to say it again, ITV's lineup for 2013, or at least January of 2013, is the worst I have known it. ITV are in a mess, as far as I'm concerned, programme-wise. The yeah. BBC are offering a little bit better. We've got um, a little Ripper bit. Street, which I'm growing to enjoy. We've got a silent witness back for fans of that. Channel 4 have got all their sort of mainstays, like One Born Every Minute and uh, decent documentaries on. What is what is going wrong, in your opinion, with ITV? Or do you not even share that opinion? I, I share the opinion, but the honest answer is I've felt this about ITV for a long, long time. Mm. They're, they're tired. They are old material. I mean... I was actually reasonably excited about the return of Lewis last night because it was something different from the yeah, but it's not, is stuff it? they've it's put in. No, but that's what I say. But it, it's different to what they've been putting out, but it's not different to what they've put out in the past. But it wasn't a, a reality show. It wasn't yeah. a contestant show. Or it wasn't, you know... Downton. Uh, yeah, it was completely different drama. Um, um, using Saturday Night as an example. Now, I'm not saying oh. the BBC did anything better with their first Saturday of the New Year because they went for a Richard Hammond sort of candid camera thing, which was just 
horrendous in all its forms, and Claire Balding with Britain's Brightest. But I'm surprised Matt is. I'm surprised Matt's here today because on Saturday morning I asked him if he would very kindly sit through and then review ITV's new uh, diving reality series, Splash. He's here. He survived it. I, just, just sum up for us, Matt. How I terrible it. that was. That was. Disaster! Yeah. It was a disaster from the from the very idea. From the, from the time <laughs> Vernon Kay, you saw him in his shorts saying, yep. "The atmosphere here in Luton is electric." Uh, nothing apart from the power stations. Nothing about Luton has ever been described. <laughs> Possibly the static from when Omid Jalali dropped and in the water. It, and it's very dangerous electricity around water, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very. That was the only thing that would have kept me watching. It was basically it was. They should have called it "Celebrity Come Dive with Me," really. But yeah, uh, oh, oh, that would have been good. Different about it then. Come dive. Um, but yeah, it was just all very. The only thing actually, and I said this in my review, um, saving grace for me was actually Tom Daly. Fair enough, he's not much of a personality, but he actually, you know, was doing what he was meant to do, which was trying to teach these celebrities some, trying, you know, to dive. You know what? I this mean, reminded me. It didn't really work. And I mean. This... Sorry, go on. No, sorry, I'm just saying, the, the, the Tom, I just have to jump in about the Tom Daly thing. He totally reminds me of a David Beckham type character. Yeah. Of, who's obviously, very sincere, but Yeah, very the, obviously a very nice bloke, but as dull as dishwater yeah. when it comes to television. And obviously he's liked because the girls like him because he's, mm. well, he's practically naked on television, on, let's face it. I mean, this could Although be a controversial comment, but I think a lot of these Olympic people that they've tried to make TV stars since the the successes of the summer, yeah, have, just, have, have proven that again. They're great at what they do. Nobody could ever knock them for their achievements. But just because they're good at something doesn't mean you have to make them TV stars. Like Victoria no. Pendleton on Strictly, for example. Exactly. But yeah. then Lewis Smith was, I thought, you know, because he won it, obviously. But, you know, he had a bit of personality. There are a few that have, but I can see your point and as well on Sunday night we had Dancing on Ice and Beth Tweddle was on that and I think she's going to be another Victoria Pendleton um, another, you, you've Matt. got the box you've got the boxer haven't you as well I can't remember his name on oh, that yeah. as well is it Luke so, something yeah I can't remember yeah. Yeah, I, think Luke, I find I Luke's in, instantly forgettable but the, yeah. the thing is Matt this was compared recently in something I read to ITV's other great uh, reality brainwave which you might forget Celebrity Wrestling Celebrity Wrestling now don't you have earth. a word down now? Now hold on a minute. Don't. A close, a close personal friend of mine was on Celebrity Wrestling. Who's so that? I, I was the the referee, Steve. <laughs> was, uh, I, I've done shows with him. No, I I think you're right. The problem the problem is, and he, here was the problem was okay because of the FA Cup. Splash was on at about seven fifteen, seven forty five. Mm. It was meant to, it's, yeah, it started about it, five minutes later. It was about twenty past seven. It started. Yeah. But it, it, you know, it didn't start that late. Well, I, but what I'm saying is, I think this is a six o'clock ITV show, not a seven o'clock one. Okay. I think the fact that it was on at more prime time probably caused it to be a little bit more um, de derided by the by Twitter and the and the and the and the and the, and the, and the reviewers. And the other thing, oh, go ahead, Matt, go ahead. The other thing is diving. It only takes about you know thirty seconds or less than that. It's not like singing or dancing or skating or anything like that. It's just you know, they jump into the water and that's it. And there were six people doing that over an hour and a half yeah. show. And then uh, we're going to get, an and do we get another six for another couple of weeks and then we get a final? Yeah, I think there's two more heats and then a semi final. They were saying like semi final, weren't they? I think on Saturday night. Yeah. So I think there's a semi final and a final. S and I think so big stars like uh, 
Joey Essex, I think we've got to look forward oh, not to. Not the Joey Essex. The Joey Essex. But what I can't <laughs> understand as well is that why did they make them uh, effectively? And, and the first one that came on was the one out of the sugar base, who effectively was wearing a bikini. Yeah, and they didn't give her a towel all evening. No, just no, that was the thing. The bikini. But, but do you think they've actually paid some of these people to say, come on, and don't wear much, will you, please? On the no, because we need the diving. viewers. They were out the pool and into that warm pool within yeah. two seconds. Yeah. That, and that bloke from Benidorm as well, who I have to say, they did a big thing about him being afraid of water because of the tsunami. Uh, it's not very really Saturday night entertainment, is it? No. From what I understood of it, they were all afraid of water or heights. Perfect for diving. You know how much we love getting on on this podcast. Matt and I have spent many an hour talking just getting on. But why has Joe Brand demeaned herself? By... I know, I, I said that on why? Twitter. I thought she was better than me. Because she did that programme, didn't she, on Dave? She did... Oddly, I think it was called Joe Brand's Big Splash. Or yeah, something. or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I think they missed the a trick in not getting Peter Kay. If you remember the uh, the Boddington's oh, yeah. adverts or whatever it was, where That's he did the diving, true. or even Barry from EastEnders, who recently did an advert about diving, they could have chosen. So, I mean, and the thing is, the judges were just the most. Yeah, like you yeah. know, I I've forgotten them already. There was Tom Daly's trainer. Yeah. And he was a bit harsh. And then there was a diver who didn't also win gold, and he was a bit harsh. And then Joe Brand was too nice. Yeah. The yeah. problem with all these shows, like Splash and like Dancing on Ice and stuff, is that they everybody involved takes it far too seriously. If they just came on and go, oh, well, you just did a dive and you're a celebrity and da-da-da, and just had a good laugh at them doing it goodly or good or badly... I think Ahmed Jalili didn't take it too seriously. I know, but no, I can't stand did, him regardless no, of what he's neither doing. Neither did Head and Lederer. She didn't take it seriously at no. all. The comedians. But as well, far too much screaming. Yeah. For my liking. Far well, too many prepubescent yeah. girls screaming. How much did they pay that studio audience? Honest to goodness. How much? They probably when just hear, promised when them signed Dane. photos of Tom Sc- Daly. I reckon they said scream if you want to get... Scream whenever you want to leave. <laughs> 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 and then lock the doors. <laughs> but everyone I spoke to on Saturday prior to Splash, to splash starting uh, said, when I described it, who in their right mind is going to watch that? And yeah. it's true. Uh, fair enough, it got five million. Five million dibs. But well, I think that was out of curiosity and, and there wasn't a lot was, else on. Yeah, I don't think it will get that next week. Every show does just well first time round. It's curiosity. It's curiosity. Now they know what it's about. They're not going to want to watch it. Speaking of which, Gary, um, yes. you were really keen um, before it started on Ripper Street. Where you, it was a, something that excited yeah. you, trailer alone. We're now two episodes in. I haven't How do you seen feel? it. <laughs> I haven't seen oh, it. The honest Get answer the is, pod- is that... Get off the sorry. podcast. I did watch Doctor Who over Christmas. Uh, Get off the, the honest. Podcast. Sorry, the honest answer was is that I do have it saved, but I, I, I it, you know, bringing down that fourth wall, I'm moving in a few weeks, and my view is is that I'll catch up on Ripper Street when I've moved because I You'll won't have America. Sky. I won't have yeah. I don't, I'm going to your old place. Exchange. Uh, I, I, yeah, exchange. Yeah. <laughs> you have to come to me, won't that? Can you uh, clear your socks out as well? If you're sorry, yeah. You, you just deal with those. Um, I hope you move the cat. Um, That's a cat. Ripper Street. Whatever. Ripper I put Street. That in the washing machine. 
uh, it, it, I know it was good that it started in between Christmas and New Year, but for me, I just wasn't, as I said, I kind of caught up over Christmas and all the stuff that I was struggling to watch in December, like The Killing and Homeland and uh, so Chicago Fire and things like Easter that. Then, will you, Gary? Yeah, yes. exactly. By so Easter, I'll get to it by Easter. This podcast will be so current, you won't even remember what Ripper Street is, people. But it doesn't it. matter. You, watch, you watched it, so you yeah, watched it. You're in Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Y'all watched it, partner. (laughs) Um, And also, Matt, you've been a keen advocate of Mr. Selfridge. On Twitter on Sunday night, um, it was was a mixed bag. But what I found Mm. was that people either loved it or thought, no, this wasn't for me. And a lot of people were in my camp saying, when's Jeremy Piven going to sing? Yeah. I mean, his pre- moment he could have just burst into something out of a musical event. His performance was very theatrical, and I did actually. I said to you on Twitter, I went to see it, the screening, and uh, Jeremy Piven was sat one row in front of me. I reckon uh, you were. You're still a little bit. I am stuck. a bit. You're I thinking mean, that that he'll be able to pick up on your. He'll voice. be listening. He'll be listening. Oh no, uh, the pipster. The pipster loves the podcast. The um, <laughs> but no, I. I mean, it is going back to. Uh, like you said about Ripper Street, in your review on the website, it isn't your typical Sunday night programme. It's very dark and it's very... Yeah. Both both Ripper Street and Mr. Selfridge are very well produced. And in the terms of Mr. Selfridge, it's very nice to look at. And, uh, well, it is. And it also has got a lot of different storylines. So if you don't... That's like a joke, 99 ice cream, in my opinion. How, how, how do you think it's done in comparison to the one that was on the BBC before Christmas? The Paradise. I think how from the compare? responses I've got, a lot of people p- p- preferred the Paradise. Oh, I, I wouldn't say I would. I would say I prefer Mr. Selfridge. I thought the Paradise. I think Mr. Selfridge didn't take itself as seriously. And you're not I, just saying that for the pipster. Not for the pipster. No, <laughs> I like. I like certain things about the Paradise, but I found it a bit dull. With Mr. Selfridge, it, it seems more. There's Should a lot I more going you? on. Did ITV make the right choice in holding this back so that it didn't go up at the same time as as, as uh, the I don't think this. So. I don't think they did. I don't think they did hold it back. I, I think they, they did. did. Well, I, we no, heard rumours we'll that they about. had put it back. I, I, I think we possibly, and I will have to settle this argument because I know the people that work on the press in the paradise. So I'm going to have to settle this argument at one point. But I heard that the BBC wouldn't let. ITV show Mr. Selfridge until the paradise had been on. So I don't know what the answer is there. But most of the people that contacted me about it said, I, I think I'd prefer the paradise. Oh, okay. 
Well, and that I think we'll been... have to wait until all of both have been shown yeah. in their entirety, though. I think we have to give the par- I think we have to give uh, Mr. Selfridge uh, its its due course. When are they bringing out Mr. Marks and Spencers? I, I said on Twitter, Mr. Argos, I'll be watching. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Little. Uh, <laughs> that'll be on Channel 5 in the summer. Well, what I would say about Mr. Selfridge is I quite like the storyline, you know, concerning the Ashling Loftus character and the... You know how we feel about Mrs. Loftus. M- Miss, Ms. Loftus. Ms. Loftus. And, is, that, um, is that the woman out of Coronation Street? No. no. Okay. I've not seen it, so... The, girl fr- the girlfriend from Good Cop. You know, the oh, okay, cool. from Good Cop, yeah. Um, yeah. She plays this, uh, this like a shop girl who Mr. Selfridge sees a lot of potential in, and she might be like a a good window dresser. Uh, right. But I a think she's window. her storyline is a lot more easy to follow and a lot more sort of likable, I think, than than maybe. I think you're absolutely herself. right. She is the she grounds the program, yeah. but it goes a bit manic and it goes Part a bit of mad. The program. Exactly. Also, I think Sunday nights on ITV, good. Good night. I don't, don't advocate it if you're going to work on Monday morning, but good night for for a good drinking game on a Sunday night. You have a sip of something every time somebody there says Mr. Selfridge. You will Ooh, be Mr. Selfridge by the first you, break. You won't be able to get up the next morning. Will you? It is a bit. It is a bit. Uh, are you being served at times? If, yes. if... How much have Selfridges paid to have this program put on? I don't I think, think they have. It's based on a book. So. It's based on a book, and it's adapted by Andrew Davis, who did like uh, Little Dorrit and Bleak House and Pride and Prejudice. So I'm, I'm guessing at some point, Selfridges. I mean, surely they must be advertising at least. They should the sponsor show. it, shouldn't they? At least, I well, at least I, put some adverts on. I, don't I think, think they do had. Advertise. I'm just trying to remember now. Back to the screening, and what they did, did the ask to stay, and they did ask to say they did ask this question to the production team, and I think. They had some involvement, obviously, in using the name and things like that. But obviously, yeah, they yeah. they they are they aren't shooting it in Selfridges or anything. And like I did that. see a, uh, I did see the pitster yeah. on uh, this morning the other day being interviewed, and he did say they recreated Selfridges as it was in Neesden, mm. and that the current Selfridges owners came and had a look around and gave the thumbs up. But uh, the pitster didn't say anything else about. Pipster. Do you reckon this you... could catch on? Are you stalking the pivster? I don't know. I want to now. <laughs> and why are you doing you watching this morning? You don't I mean, have a, uh, a nickname for Matt yet, but the pivster's all sorted. It's 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 certainly uh, certainly in the uh, the good regions. What what surge? No pivster. No, surge isn't good enough. No, so enough. just to sum up, ratings wise, um, Mr. Selfridge blew ITV just into another stratosphere. Ratings wise, over eight million tuned in for uh, yeah. Mr. Selfridge. Um, but saying that, Ripper Street maintained healthy mm. five and a half million. I think yeah, a lot as of well, people thought that was going down, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think as well it had uh, um, Mr. Selfridge had a good leading from Dancing on Ice as well. Um, oh, obviously, true, yeah. they've got their big Sunday night lineup on ITV now with Dancing on Ice <laughs> and with um, Did anyone else watch I suppose we're not. Are we can we go on to talk about Dancing on Ice and how much ITV have lost out by the fact that the star of the show has been voted out in week one. Well, they're saying that. I read today that uh, they were paying her a thousand pounds a second. So oh, maybe the not. Pamster now. The Pamster, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Twins. Do you know I saw her on this morning as well. This show should be sponsored by this morning. I saw her on it, and I just loathed her with every ounce of my being. She's just... 
I couldn't care less that she's gone. The thing gone. was, I saw all the... I didn't see a lot of Dancing on Ice. I saw a, a, a little bit of it. I thought, you know, I'll see who's on it and see if I recognise anyone. Yeah, exactly. And as you say, that, that you know, and, and fair enough, you know, half the cast, I really am kind of like, yeah, who, who, who. The pamster. Yeah. And I thought, okay, clearly they're not... And I said when, when she was up against Keith Chegwin in the dance-off or the skate-off, whatever it's called. To be fair, we never thought we'd see that, did we? I was just <laughs> like, surely time. they're going, surely they're going to get rid of, you know, they're going to fix this mm, to get rid seconds. of, yeah. Mm. The thing is though, this is why Channel 4 also missed a trick cancelling wife swap, because who wouldn't want to see Keith Chegwin and Pamela Anderson together on that sort of a situation? Are either of them married? I don't, uh, uh, we can organise that if they're not. Pamela Anderson was married. Oh yeah, yeah so was Chegwin, wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, that one off the uh, swap shop. Well, uh, and, nice. and I also want to see. Um, I got a name right. Yeah, well Sorry. done. Yeah. I also want to see Joe Pasquale and Pamela Anderson swap as well. That would be. Interesting. I don't think that'd be any good. But I, I, I mean, think, I think they... Dancing on Ice is another one. It's it's not a surprise. It's back. January is always the time of year for that because it's yeah. got ice in and it's the coldest time of I year. I think they did they not just freeze over the swimming pool from Splash and just use. I reckon it. they. I reckon they did. I reckon Joe. Next, week, next week they're going to dive in uh, to the ice. Yeah. That'll make the show better. Well done. Yeah. Genuine, genuine electric excitement there if that happened. <laughs> So they're going, to, they're going to cover over the water and put an electric charge in. I'm looking forward to it. But are, are you Gary and are you um, Matt? Is there anything n- not coming up in 2013 because there's a lot coming, but coming up either next week or the week after that you are genuinely excited about? Well, I, I'm excited about the return of Borgen. That, Have you not watched it yet? I've not watched it oh, yet, okay. but I'm excited because what I've read says it's very good. And again, yeah, I'm saving it. Working. No, it's, I'm moving. I'm packing, and I got things to do. Can't be in the can't be gardening till, uh, till after nine. It's dangerous. You're old. Shall I just mention Bulgan quickly, as I have seen Gabby, it? Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. You should, because you're the only one of us that watches telly, Matt. So off you go. <laughs> I would say, uh, and Gary can back me up on this, that it was I thought the strongest of the Danish imports last year, just because. Yes. Um, it it didn't focus on a on a murder mystery or anything like that. It focused strongly on the characters. And this series sort of continues. It's a year into uh, the uh, prime prime ministerial reign of the uh, is it Bri- State, Brigitte ministerial. State Minister? And the confusing <laughs> the confusing thing actually, Gary, is that in the first episode of the new series of Borgen, the actor who played the States Minister in the Killing, the last series, is in. Ah uh, yes, yeah, um, I read, that's I read mess that with your mind. So it messed with my. It did mess with me a little bit. But the first episode is all about the Danish troops in Afghanistan, and it is a really powerful first what, episode. What, uh, what I loved about the first series was that it was a Danish West Wing. Those of you that are fans of the West Wing, and I believe... Tell me again, it's early on in 2013. Uh, get it in quick. Well, you've not mentioned Jimmy McGovern yet, so I've got to get it in quick before you no, start mentioning it. Yeah. I love Jimmy um, McGovern. There we go. Um, <laughs> okay, and I think what's good is that, again, from what I've read, they are looking at those storylines of what's worked in a political programme. You know, and, and, and troop movement and Afghanistan are topics that have got a lot of mileage in them. And I mean, there's... And the all... Danish, the thick of it, yeah. <clears throat> no. And there's all the stuff about uh, her family as well, and obviously her husband, yeah. and she still hasn't signed the divorce papers. And then there's the stuff with the journalist girl as well, uh, Katrina... And she's now working for the. I thought you were going to say, and the waves then. Waves. Yeah. Katrina and the Danes. Uh, 
Yeah, but it is very strong, one of the strongest programmes on TV and yeah. I say the first two episodes. It's a shame though that the only thing that you're both looking forward to is a Danish... Im- I know they're the... No, I know- no, I- that was the first one. If you'd like the next one, I'm very much looking forward to Endeavour. I've been saying that for ages. Yeah, that's, that's not coming for a while yet. No, so I know. Yeah. That's the thing. They, they've pushed it back because yeah. of Lewis being on, so they don't want to show another Morse thing whilst Lewis is on. Yeah, but so. can I just say, when I, when I said at the beginning that I look forward to you know, the start of a new year, if we compare the start of this year to the start of last year, we had Sherlock and we had yeah. Endeavour. Yeah. This year just hasn't had that impact on me yet. One that I things I'm happy to have back, but on the mm. whole, I'm not. You know. Excited. One that I'm looking forward to next week is uh, the Channel Four drama Utopia. It just looks like I don't something know what to make of that. Something very different. And when I went to Channel Four for the Homeland premiere, Why they you stop dropping things. The the the. the, uh, the I went uh, to see the Pipster. I went to Channel Four. The representative. I was on Jim will fix it. No, oh yeah. What? The representative <laughs> from Channel Four said that was the sort of their big drama, out of everything, out of like every day in Secret State and the fear. This was the I'm big. A little bit worried sort of because I'm not even sure I understand the premise. Ground. I don't. I think it's one that you just have to sort of go with and have a watch of it, and that starts next week. I think on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Central. Okay, I've got I've got the two heavy hitters. Okay, yeah. I've got okay. the heavy hitter. All right. Yeah, I, be careful I've got with a... them because you're clumsy. Indeed. I'm going to drop a name to you now. I got retweeted by the director of the following, which the following is coming what? up. The, fo- the, the television show called the following. <laughs> after I went to see it at the Sky event, is the following? Is he following you? The following? He's, he's you not following, following me, but no, it's, it's it. And I got retweeted by James Purfoy. Uh, okay. As well, after I went to see the premiere at the Sky event, and that's coming up in a few weeks' time on Sky Atlantic, and that is seriously good. If we're doing it's, this, yeah. I once walked past Keith Chegwin. Well done. I once had lunch with Paul McCartney. Well, I was having lunch and he walked past me in the park, so technically <laughs> we were having lunch. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, my parents once almost ran over Rita from Coronation Street, so there you go. Um, what stopped them? <laughs> and I sat next to um, Sandy Toxic. So, but yes, I didn't you know did. it was her. I didn't That's know it was her until the end. Anyway, uh, we have ten minutes left. Let me tell you, you that the following joke. it's a serial killer extraordinaire film. It's the closest thing to a television version of Seven that I've seen in a very, very long time. It's excellent. It stars Kevin Bacon, but please don't let that put you off. He is actually very good in it. James Purfoy is the British bad guy, and it's brilliant. It's going to be at Sky Atlantic in about two, three weeks' time, and I'd highly, highly recommend it. I feel like we've moaned a lot, and I feel like our job is to recommend great television, and there is one show on that I really do get a good laugh and some enjoyment on. It's on Channel 4. It's on Sundays. If you haven't seen the hotel, please. It's not. Really? A, it's oh, you not love that, don't thinking. you? Yeah. It's absolutely. It is better than any sitcom. Not only on TV at the moment, but on TV in the last five six years. It is so funny and so genuine, and just a real good laugh. There have been some little gems. Matt and I saw some um, some stuff on CITV, which you may not have known had its own channel. Had a nostalgia weekend, didn't it? Uh, yeah, where they looked Sweep at... from Sooty and Sweep recovered from the um, the hacking scandal. I believe he has, and Sue right. is mopping his brow. Sooty um, was doing it though. That's the scary thing. Yeah, he got all um, this heavy breathing on the line. Couldn't work out what it was. <laughs> Uh, so CITV, the home of Press Gang, Nightmare, Nightmare. Uh, Teen Ward, 
Yeah, all the all these things were uh, were shown on on the CITV, and I did read today that the CITV channel had its highest viewing figures oh, ever. God, yeah, you uh, could just see it on Saturday all day on Twitter. It was trending, and yeah, you could exactly, just see people and... talking about it. And I mean, I I I made time to watch, you know, some of my favourite programmes. What did you enjoy the most? What what sort of did you watch and go, yeah, I could watch this again? I think the two would be nightmare just because it, you know, it goes a lot of memories from my youth, and also yeah. press gang because that was a I, sort of proper a good series. And obviously, I genuinely don't remember nightmare. Nightmare oh. was um, oh, it was great, and and I, it, you know, it, it still looks quite. It still didn't look too dated, did it? Because it no. looked so fresh then. Actually, I, the graphics didn't look too mm. bad. It was sort of a um, CGI. Would you say computer graphics dungeon? Yeah, it had one oh, kid I think each I week. Did. Wore a helmet, went round, was guided I by three remember, of the friends. I yeah. do remember that. And I effe- didn't effectively, know it was it was, yeah, it, it, it and, and they had kind of characters, you know, larger than life characters mm. in the game that came Lord in and out. You know, that's right. Yeah, and the and the, and the jester and things like yeah. that. But yeah, it was a bit slow and a bit tepid at times if the teams weren't very good. But when the mm. teams were good, and they they moved through the levels quite quickly, it was quite entertaining. Well, that's what they and showed yeah, on the Saturday one, wasn't it? They yeah, had a it was. Winning was team. Yeah, and then um, Press Gang, yeah, written by Stephen Moffat mm-hmm. of uh, Doctor Who and uh, Sherlock, Sherlock fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see where he cut his teeth. The only thing I've forgotten about was how annoying Julia Sawala's yeah. voice was in this. And Dexter but, Fletcher's American accent. Yeah, but he kind of, you know, he kind of lived with that throughout his life, you know, so I it wasn't too Dick Van Dyke. the last episode was. Did you watch I the last one? I did watch that. No, but I, I'm, there were two bleak episodes. The last one, and then when Dexter Fletcher got hit in the... When he got the one where he was alone in the shop that had been destroyed, and it was just him and the voice of the girl he never saw. I really didn't think in 2013 we'd be talking about Press Gang, but there you go. But, but um, can I just say, I, I, want a new, I want a new feature on um, the podcast this year. Right. And we're going to try and see... I'm going to come up with the first one. Each week on the podcast, towards the end as we're approaching now, I want us to share with the people who listen, the people who download, one thing we've learnt from TV this week. Right? Um, so I'm going to let Matt do it next week. Just one thing we learnt from TV in the week. And my thing was... I learnt this last night, and I'm going to share it with you, and hopefully it'll, it'll treat you well for the rest of your life. Don't eat lasagna while watching a BBC4 documentary about a fertility clinic. <laughs> oh, did you watch that? Yes. I, I, I did what I watched five minutes after only connect and realised that this yeah, wasn't gonna be wasn't gonna be good for me. Yeah. So please, that is what I if that's on again, don't have lasagna, lasagna I found particularly bad. Maybe any maybe, foodstuffs. Maybe. Yeah. It might have worked alright with a bit of lettuce. But don't don't watch in uh, don't watch BBC Four and Eat at the same time is what we're saying. Well, for those sort well, of I documentaries. I was having my tea while I was watching Only Connect, and that's all right. I think you that's can... fine. It's, it's a bit late. Eight thirty. <laughs> so, What's that about? Yeah. So yeah, but we will do one of those each week. Oh, on, you don't want um, to do one now then? No, just one a okay, week. Fine. Things we've learnt during that week. So homework uh, is it? By the telly. Right. Just just something. It can be. I mean that thing. I think I'm. You know I'm going to change some lives with that. Can I, can I do 30 seconds on Celebrity Big Brother? Yeah, I was yes. going to mention that as well. Yeah. Um, it, it launched on, on, on the Thursday uh, last week, and it just seems like it, it feels like it's been on for a long time, and in fact yeah. it's only been on for less than a week. Yeah. But actually, I'm really enjoying this one. Yeah, I why, think... Uh, why are you enjoying it so much? Because there's nothing else on. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a mixture of sort of like mental characters like Paula Paula Hamilton, who we've both mentioned on Twitter, who's like this aging model who famous. I think most people will remember her best in the Take That How Deep Is Your Love video where she killed Gary Barlow. Um, But she's just very, she wanted to relaunch her career. And she's what, just do, got... what does she mean relaunch it? Well, she, yes. wants, she said yesterday she wanted yeah. to showcase her things, and I think she means like a clothing line or oh, perfumes yeah. or something. I don't know. Or, or and the other, the other big characters are uh, Spencer and Heidi from the American <sighs> Spidey? reality show. Spidey from The Hills, who were just treating Big Brother like some sort of uh, military exercise. Um, He's and, awful and controlling, and I really, And she looks really a lot older hope... than 26. She's only 26, and she's had so much horrible plastic surgery. Yeah. I she, mean, is he... as, she is as fake as anything. The conversation she had mm-hmm. with Claire from Steps, who is great, uh, about Although how much I love you and I love your cooking, I was cringing through the whole thing. And Claire does a lot of cooking and eats. You wonder yeah. why I um, love the country, honestly. Um, but the, the, you the best enjoy though, in, in there the most? Who's your, um, your favourite? I quite like Razor. Yeah, I agree. He just says it. He says it as it is. Yeah. And actually, and I'm going to hate myself for saying this. Rylan. Rylan. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, think, I, I do. Oh. I hate it, but actually, what I'll see you next week. I think I better go. Yeah, I'll no, see you next no, week. <laughs> but also, something we did, we learned this from X Factor. Yeah. He might not be able to sing, but he was quite funny. Yeah, and I think he, I think we sort of warmed to him <sighs> on X Factor. He's, yeah. he's become become quite endearing on this, and he's also I just have to say, character. as a big Neighbours fan, just Toadie being in it. I know he hasn't done a yeah. lot, but he's just he's he's quite you know. Uh, then, he likes to you... mock himself, and but I just you... say, if, like, because Paula and Spidey are both up for nomination. I think if they go, go, oh, then oh, we would be long. Then you know, it's just going to be like you know, Gillian Tailforth and Toadie playing charades like it was last night. If you want, like me, to abuse Matt and Gary on Twitter for their <laughs> comments tonight, you can get in touch <laughs> with Matt on Twitter using this information. This information uh, at. Matt's TV Bites, and Matt is spelled with two T's. I haven't changed it to Surge just yet. You should. Uh, and Gary, if you want to shout at him for liking Ryland as much as I would like to, you can get in touch with him here. At The Gary Show. And for that me, works. it's at Luke Custard TV. Um, 2013, not been a great uh, TV couple of weeks, but there's, oh, we can only get better from here. There's Although, only four episodes of Splash left, for example. A little fact, 2013, <laughs> the first year to have four different numbers since 1987. So there you go. little fact for you. We need more facts on the show. We make So that's, that's two new features. Next week, what have you learned from telly? And I'll do a fact. Yeah. Matt yeah, do, that what one, have you learned, you and I'll do, do a fact. fact. Okay, so Matt does what have you learned, and you do a fact. Yeah. And you can't steal the what have you learned, because it has to be what you have learned. Well, I think that's fairly implied. I've got another <laughs> fact for you. I've got another <laughs> fact for you. Quick Otherwise, minute. it's what did Luke learn last week. Can I share a quick fact yeah. with you? Three, In the um, minute that we have left, yes, you yeah. can. Six out of seven dwarves are happy. What of the seven dwarves from the TV show? Yes. How much dwarf interviewing have you done to get that information? No, six out of seven dwarves aren't happy. Yeah, yeah I know, but how many dwarves have you spoken to? It doesn't, don't worry. We'll see you next week. It's the Custard TV Live. You can get all the latest TV news and gossip from thecustardtv.com. And uh, we've got upcoming reviews of ITV's Lewis and the latest TV week to get you up to date with what's coming up next week on the Telebox. Keep we in touch. Forgot. We forgot the giggles. 
Uh, well, we'll try next week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's too... You're right, Matt. I should remind yeah. you earlier, sorry. That's okay. Take care. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Gary. Thank Back you. next week for the Custard TV Live. Do, do, do I just press stop? Yeah, just still press 20 go, seconds. Go, yeah? Just go. Just, yeah, go. Just, just go. Yep. So, yeah. so I'm just going to find on. the stop button. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, go. Stop. Uh, there's still, there's still, I can't do oh, it. Still go. Just go. Let me do it. I can't. Bye. Matt, what are you doing? Anything interesting? What, now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just listening to you. <laughs> So no. So no. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.